Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. With the holidays just around the corner, now is the time to order holiday cards for family and friends. Only this year, why not create custom holiday photo cards quickly, easily, and affordably at simplytoimpress.com. Simplytoimpress.com is your holiday photo card headquarters with thousands of unique Christmas cards and other designs to choose from. All you do is upload your family photos, personalize the text, and you're done. Simplytoimpress.com prints your cards on your choice of premium card stock in just a few days and rushes them straight to your door. Maybe that's why the New York Times wire cutter named Simply to Impress their favorite photo card service. They even offer foil cards and hundreds of great holiday card designs for your business, too. Place your order today to save 30% and get free shipping. Just enter promo code DEAL at checkout. Save big on holiday photo cards today using promo code DEAL at simplytoimpress.com. That's simplytoimpress.com. Jack, I guess you're booking this. You had questions for me. Yeah, a couple of things I wanted to ask you. Uh, first and foremost, given all the, the films that you've been in, off the top of my head, How I Met Your Mother playing Bilson, you were in The Joker, all the Hangover movies, just to name a few of them. Are there any roles that you wish you could have played in any big sitcom or movie that uh, uh, obviously came out? There was Friends, uh, Seinfeld. Are there any big roles that you would wish you had would have played? With the films you appeared in, what one sitcom do you think you would fit nicely in that you didn't appear in. I auditioned for Will and Grace, I think like five times <coughs> for both roles. And uh, I knew that that show was gonna be a, a huge hit and I wanted to play Jack, but um, uh, I knew that uh, when I saw them and who they cast, um, I knew that those actors were better than I was and better suited for that. So sometimes, you know, you think you'd fit in nicely and then you see who they actually um, cast and you know, for example, Sean or Eric, both those guys, the actors are, they were amazing in that role. So uh, I never think about that stuff. I really don't. I see TV shows now and I think I'd love to play that role, but then I know how long it takes to shoot a show and, and it's the death of fun. Being on set is the death of fun. Acting on film is so tedious and laborious. The, the, what makes it bearable is the people are always amazing on it. But other than that, not that fun. And the other thing I kind of wanted to ask you, I ask a lot of people how they balance out uh, their personal and, and work life. Specifically for you, are there any big failures in your life that you've used to inspire others? Like, uh, what's your definition of failure? What's your personal approach to failure? Look, dude. Everything is failure in one way or another. You're always failing a little bit anytime you try to get good at something. And that's the entire point. You're supposed to reach and get comfortable in failure. It is difficult. Like, let me give you an example. I know how to make people laugh, right? And I'm, But my stand-up is, I gotta be very careful not to be regurgitating the same themes over and over again. I gotta reinvent myself. I have to think differently. 
So you have to stay uncomfortable and dissatisfied. I'm always dissatisfied with myself. When people say you should like yourself, I think that's bullshit. I think a little self-loathing goes a long way. Dissatisfaction. You know what I'm saying? I don't like this thing that you just got to believe in yourself. Shut up. Believe in myself. I'll believe in myself if I have the skills to get myself out of the situation. Put me in a ring with a good boxer. I'm not going to believe in myself no matter what the fuck you say. I'm going to get punched in the face. So it, 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 it's, it's when you get good at something, when you build acumen, when you build skill at something, um, you, you will start to believe in your skill in that arena. But there are a lot of things that are thrown out there by people who don't accomplish shit that are bullshit. And it bothers me. So what do you want to do? Get good at it. And if you don't know what you want to do, get good at something, even a hobby. And you'll figure things out from there. You'll learn how to learn. That's a huge part. Josh Waitzkin wrote a book called The Art of Learning. Um, read it. That's what I have to say. All right, buddy. I'm so boned. I forgot to get my girl tickets for the show tomorrow, and now it's sold out. It's her freaking birthday. Oh, dude. She's definitely going to break up with you. She's definitely going to break up with me. Should have used TickPick. Wait, what'd you say? TickPick. Look. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Dude. What? There are no hidden fees. What'd you guys think I said? Oh, TickPick. I thought you said... TickPick. No hidden fees. Download today. I want to talk about Adam Sandler's performance in Uncut Gems. I want to talk about Star Wars. It's the end of the saga. Third trilogy, episode nine, The Rise of Skywalker. I kind of want to get into why George Lucas didn't enjoy the film that much. Because, again, Disney's taken over. The Mandalorian is out. Bill Burr and Giancarlo Esposito headlining that. I have no idea why they picked those two. I got to get more into it. I guess everybody's just going uh, bananas over these little, uh, little Yodas but whatever. I don't want to talk about any of that right now. I just want to talk about Adam Sandler's performance in Uncut Gems for the moment. We'll get into George Lucas's thoughts on The Rise of Skywalker in a moment, but Adam Sandler's performance in Uncut Gems, his new movie now screening in all theaters ac across the country, it was by far, and by far his best performance today, uh, uh, beating out, what, 50 First Dates, Grown Ups, you name it. Uh, he was playing the role of Howard Ratner, an absolute mess of a gambler, and a jeweler who uh, buys a rare gem from the Ethiopian miners for a hundred grand, I think they said a hundred thousand dollars, and then lends it to Kevin Garnett, who's playing for the Boston Celtics at the time, world champion in 2008. This movie was based in 2012, I believe, when Garnett was still playing in Boston. Remember, you get him and Paul Pierce get traded to Brooklyn, and then he eventually retires. Garnett, who, for a former athlete, like I said, he played a great role in this movie. For a former athlete and non-actor, actually plays a very sizable role in this film, as well as Mike Francesa, as Howard's bookie named Gary. It was funny. The first time I ever saw this trailer, Uncut Gems, was in Phoenix, Arizona, and when Mike Francesa popped up on the screen, it was dead silent. I almost got up and started clapping. Then I see the movie here in New Jersey, and he gets a standing ovation in the movie theater, so... That's culture for you. You got to see the movie again out in theaters now. But here's my take on a couple of things that went down. And I wanted to start with the overlook, the overview, the plot of the movie. It was directed by, of course, the Sabdi brothers, Joshua and Benjamin. The actual plot of the movie revolves around Howard Ratner. That's Adam Sandler, for those of you uh, keeping count at home. He's trying to get back a precious gem that he bought from Ethiopian miners after he lent it to uh, Bastard. 
basketball star Kevin Garnett, who does uh, his hilariously uh, kooky riff on himself in an unusually sizable role, again, for a non-actor and athlete. Uncut Gems slowly, I'd say, peels back the layers, you could say, on just how many places Howard has money and how many places he owes money, uh, which lets the film unravel into chaos of sad and unhealthy promises that we can tell aren't going to be fulfilled at all. He's a very bad gambler. Very bad businessman is Adam Sandler in Uncut Gems. And aside from Kevin Garnett, the rest of the supporting cast is strong as well. Uh, Idina Menzel, I think I got that right, who's a singer, by the way, was Howard's soon-to-be ex-wife because he cheated on her. I think that's, that was the main thing there. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield as the, the middleman between Howard and Garnett, kind of his partner in crime at the jeweler store. Uh, and particularly a standout in this one was uh, Eric Bog- Bogzian, uh, as well as many people Howard owes money to, Julia Fox, who apparently has never acted before. I mean, this is one of her first big movies, was a star in it as the mistress, you could say. But with a unique uh, emotional tie was uh, Eric Bogdan character. He was, I think, the uncle of Adam Sandler, of Howard Ratner, though he wanted to kick his ass the entire film and almost killed him. I mean, well, you got to see the movie. Some Something big happens, but he doesn't kill him. Someone else does. <clears throat> you see, you got to see the movie. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the movie... Don't listen to the show, but I need the listens. So keep on listening. You never know when Adam Sandler is going to emerge from low bro comedies or, you know, like set in tropical locations with Jennifer Aniston or uh, who's the other chick? Who's the other chick? 51st Dates. Come on, Drew Barrymore. And uh, you didn't think he was really capable of something like this like you thought he was gonna emerge from lowbrow comedies i got that one right lowbrow comedies set in tropical locations to really really make something here but when he does and he did here he surely collaborates you could say with some fascinating artists from paul thomas anderson to noah Baumbach to now josh and benny safty directing brothers who have slowly but surely emerged into the larger cinematic conversation by making small but very effective stylish films about what many would consider real new yorkers and when sandler gets serious he also gets experimental just as the Safdie Brothers' last film, Good Time, gave a rise to a career best work from Robert Pattinson. Uncut Gems shows us an Adam Sandler we've never seen before. And we've never seen this in Adam Sandler. I just remember watching the previews like this is this could be one of the best movies he's ever been in. And while most of the Billy Madison stars serious roles have been about more, you know, comedic meek men, his character here, Howard Ratner, a a Jewish jewelry store owner. I don't know why he plays a Jew in all of his movies. Uh, Jewish person. I know he is Jewish, but I don't don't know why he has to like he's he grew up in New Hampshire, the Massachusetts area. He's never played a Bostonian in any of his movies, but that's beside the point. He's a Jewish jewelry store owner in Midtown Manhattan with a gambling addiction. Uh, excludes nothing but confidence. His fatal flaw is putting trust in others to do as they say. Uh, they're going to uh, what they're going to do when it comes to precious jewels, as well as relying on luck and 
uh, intuition to fill his blanks when they don't, because you see throughout this entire movie, just bad things keep happening in him. He keeps making bad decisions, and they affect him. When things are going great, he he he's. I'll just say this: he's the opposite of even keel. When things are going great, he's as high as a kite. When things are going bad, he 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 gets emotional. He's bawling his eyes out like a twelve-year-old girl. Howard is a person desperate to live independently he just needs to call on a few favors to do so sandler's big loud take on howard is perfect for the uh, fast nature of new york's jewel trading culture but it's also deceptive kind of as a number of uh, blink and you'll miss some moments and glances mine the character's uh, humanity for all all of its worth the one thing i could say about this movie for adam sandler is that it's go 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 like snap your fingers go 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 there's not a moment in that movie where you can sit back and relax and think that oh this is just filler time nothing's gonna happen here and the fact that sandler is willing and entirely capable of going deep into howard's soul breathes life into the chaos of the film style i mean again you got to watch the trailer the safty brothers continue to own it here employing rapid cuts intense close-ups not to get into the director's chair here for a moment intense close-ups harsh lightning uh loads of neon a lot of colors here and a moody synth you could say score to create a hectic anxiety uh inducing mood that assaults the senses until the film's resolution of course at the very end very exciting ending as it was throughout the entire film there's a gorgeous grunge to the film you could say i'll use that word grunge uh reminiscent of the 1970s martin scorsese uh who fittingly serves as executive producer as uncut gems winds up being a small scale crime saga unafraid to dish out harsh realities because this is this wasn't a true story it took place in real time but not a true story uh but this could happen and people do live like this there are jewelers out there and gamblers out there that live like this albeit with just enough heart uh it's an aggressive film visually spiritually though one with characters better off than most of the safties other leads more money on screen and off gives more room to play as artists you can say as directors but there's just a hint of extra grime from good time or even indie gem heaven knows what it's hard not to miss even so this film does virtually no harm to their growing and generally uh, uh deserves like utter status the the actual plot of the film revolves around howard ratner trying to get back a precious gem he bought from ethiopian miners after again he lended it to kevin garnett and the way the script evolves this story is shockingly cohesive considering just about every scene has 10 conversations happening at once that that's why he deserves an oscar for this adam sandler and i do believe he'll get one this was movie of the year to me personally this was better than joaquin phoenix as the joker i i think Adam Sandler and Uncut Gems, it's going to be tough to beat. And the chaos of the content and the style does, however, make it a while before we can get invested in Howard. So the first act and part of the second feel a bit like an emotional plateau. But in that period, it's easy to just marvel at Sandler's performance and all of the different elements of the Safties are just juggling all at once because there is a lot of shit going on all at once. But most importantly, by the time we reach the insane third act, as tensions mount and characters take actions that they can't take back, we do come to really care 
for Adam Sandler as Howard Ratner. And the ending packs an emotional wallop, I guess you can say, but is entirely satisfying and serves the characters right. I mean, Uncut Gems is ultimately a story about how you can trade good luck for goodwill, a lesson not every character learns by the end, and they suffer for it. Again, this could happen in real life. It could happen to any one of us. But like a rare stone, I'll use the word stone, it is gems, uncut gems, a lot of jewels. Uh, These rare stone films that combine down-to-earth stakes and genuine emotional investment are hard to come by. The Safdie brothers have made another rough film, but once again, there's a diamond. Again, I gotta use that word, diamond, and it's uncut gems. It was an absolute diamond at the center of it by the Safdie brothers. The verdict for me is that the Safdie brothers continue their winning streak of making harshly real films about everyday New Yorkers with fatal flaws. But this time, they've also given Adam Sandler a platform to show just how good he is with the right collaborators. The results are as stylish as they are affecting, you could say. Adam Sandler, 100% best movie he's ever been in he's a comedian who played the role of uh, it's a drama i think it's a drama slash comedy has a few comedic moments in it but this is something that was well out of his comfort zone something i know he's been planning for years this was a-okay with me movie of the year uncut gems see it now came out on christmas saw it christmas day you gotta go see Uncut Gems. It, it's, a, it's a fucking thriller. But before we get into anything else, again, it is still the holiday season. There are still gifts to be wrapped, and that's why you gotta go to STI Holiday. And after that, I kind of want to talk about what happens at the end. Very, uh, very gory scene at the end. Very truthful scene at the end. Very charismatic, very exciting scene at the end. Again, spoilers, if you don't want to listen to it, go see the freaking movie. It's out in theaters right now. Go see it. But for now, let's talk to STI Holiday. With the holidays just around the corner, now is the time to order holiday cards for family and friends. Only this year, why not create custom holiday photo cards quickly, easily, and affordably at simplytoimpress.com. Simplytoimpress.com is your holiday photo card headquarters with thousands of unique Christmas cards and other designs to choose from. All you do is upload your family photos, personalize the text, and you're done. Simplytoimpress.com prints your cards on your choice of premium card stock in just a few days and rushes them straight to your door. Maybe that's why the New York Times wire cutter named Simply to Impress their favorite photo card service. They even offer foil cards and hundreds of great holiday card designs for your business, too. Place your order today to save 30% and get free shipping. Just enter promo code DEAL at checkout. Save big on holiday photo cards today using promo code DEAL at simplytoimpress.com. That's simply to impress.com so as uncut gems unwinds towards the end there are a ton of unsettling series of events that lead to again the ending scene for adam sandler and howard ratner so intense levels of paranoia intensity a lot of scary moments all rapidly increasing until the 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 final burst you could say in the uncut gems ending and for what it's worth this climax is just as stressful as the rest of the uh, the rest of the movie uh, concluding uh, one on one uh, last shot that may have had the audience members scratching their heads out of the theater 
I sure did. Uh, but here's a breakdown of all that happening in the Uncut Gems ending. There it comes to a point in Uncut Gems where it seems like a very fine line is crossed at the end. Like I said, throughout this entire movie, Adam Sandler uh, is making a lot of money, but he owes a, mo- a lot of money. Uh, witnessing Howard Ratner squirm out of countless numbers of close calls and dodgy bets while simultaneously digging himself into deeper holes, into bigger and bigger holes. The viewer begins to sense that there is absolutely no way that this gambler and New York jeweler can come out on top or alive to that matter. And to the film's credit, though, for a, a good long while, Howard looks like he may actually wiggle his way out of this jam. But after botching his chances at the auction where uh, Kevin Garnett buys the uncut gem for, I think, almost 200 grand uh, by asking, uh, this is if Sandler asking his father-in-law, Gooey, uh, I think that was his name, Gooey, weird name, but uh, asked him to drive up the price uh, so Garnett would pay more, and he didn't. So Howard and Garnett soon come to an understanding over the gem, though, finally settling on uh, $175,000, I believe, for the gem. Uh, the basketball star had originally offered, that was his original pl- uh, price, one hundred and seventy-five grand before the betting took place, before the auction took place, excuse me. And uh, that, that's what he originally offered towards the beginning of the film, though he now has enough money to pay off his brother-in-law, which I think he paid one hundred and ninety grand for the, for the jewel because he thought Kevin Garnett was going to outbid him. And uh, the, the the uncle, whose patience is quickly drying out, uh, Howard Ratner opts instead to put the money on the line once again. So instead of paying his family member back uh, his, uh, his owed 175, his owed 190, Howard Ratner opted to put the money on the line once again in a huge gamble and place another bet on Kevin Garnett now that he has the jewel back. I guess it was like his good luck charm. And handing off the money to Julia, who's his girlfriend, his mistress, you could say, who in turn sneaks uh, out of the office away from Arno's goons. Arno, of course, playing another family member who's out to get Howard Ratner because he owes him a ton of a ton of big bucks and uh, all of his goons into a casino. Howard then traps his brother-in-law and his muscle men in between the locked doors separating the jewelry store from the hallway. And in this predicament, Howard forces them to watch uh, I think it was Celtics 76ers uh, second round of the postseason in the NBA playoffs in 2012 as Kevin Garnett um, has a historic game. It's Kevin Garnett's historic performance providing the gambling jeweler with his big break. I think he won over $1.2 million. And Arno, awestruck by what he just witnessed, experienced a change of heart. He was out to get Adam Sandler throughout this entire movie, but then he won the bet $1.2 million. Everybody's getting paid at this point. He's happy, and though his hitman, though, Phil, who was played by Keith Williams Richards, He doesn't have the same heart of hearts, and after being relinquished from uh, the claustrophobic prison Howard had kept them in for the the, the duration of the game, remember they were stuck in between uh, the front door and the hallway, Uh, he had a gun on him, Phil leaps up, steams over to Howard and shoots him right in the head at point-blank range. So that that's that's the final destination for Adam Sandler. He dies, and when Arno protests to the death of his brother-in-law, he's like, why the hell would you do that? We made our money. Phil uh, similarly uh, shoots his boss in the head, and before proceeding... Uh, to the rest of the jewelry, the rest of the loot, you could say. Howard store all of the jewelry inside, gone like that, robbed. So it's a robbery and a homicide from Keith William Richards. 
to Adam Sandler and his brother-in-law. So that's how the ending, uh, that's how it ends. And Howard Ratner's death, uh, it's explained. Uncut Gems' final shot leaves off how, uh, Howard's corpse lying on its back and staring up at the sky. And I guess you could say rapidly growing pool of blood. I mean, it didn't really stop. And the camera engages in another one of its uncomfortably extensive zooms. Another great shot by the Safdie brothers, this time uh, penetrating through the bullet hole in Howard's cheek and through his head until finally coasting through the familiar geologic and colorful terrain of of the opal the opal of course being the uncut gem you saw this at the beginning of the movie this uh, symbiotic conclusion confirms what the bulk of uncut gems hour and a half runtime infers that Howard Ratner's life revolved around greed and as simple as that the Safdie brothers have confirmed to the rap that uh, the, the aesthetic achieved by peering into uh, the gemstone is a representation of the circle of life. So just as Howard had lived by the pursuit of money, just so he had died. And where does the money go, you may ask? Again, I think it was Julia uh, Wolf who had the money last. Julia's rather heroic exit making off with Howard's money. Again, $1.2 million worth of uh, cash. Howard's money, it sealed uncut gems off on a relatively happy note, you can say. In reality, should uncut gems have continued, Julia's happiness would not have lasted long, given that she would have inevitably discovered that the life she was excited to begin with the man she was prepared to spend it with were now both dead. So this does leave the question of what happens with Howard's winnings up in the air because Julia was aware of Howard's uh, 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 familial situation and that she that one pervasive scene with The weekend, who is a good person great rapper, it's likely that she wouldn't uh, have left Howard's three fatherless children completely ignorant of their father's grand prize again 1.2 million splitting I, I guess splitting the several hundreds of thousands of dollars with the rest of the ratners in their time of grieving though the children other than howard's eldest son don't seem to be uh, too enthused by their father it, it's a good feeling knowing that i guess julia wolf has a relatively open path at a new start in new york city or anywhere else that she'd probably please this is assuming, of course, that Julia makes it out with the money alive. Because, again, they know that the bet happened. The, the two guys, Richards, knows that it happened. They might be after her next. Because Howard Ratner has been killed. It is very possible that the few remaining people that he owed would relinquish their pursuit of getting their money back, of course. Again, he owed a lot of people a lot of money. But Phil and his team as the only people who know how much money Howard had just earned could very possible go after her in the cash, especially since their professional ties with Arno have ceased to be. They killed the guy. They shot him point blank. But if what happened to Julia was of pressing concern, the Safdie brothers would have included it in Uncut Gems. They're horrifyingly entrapping tale of greed, addiction, and in an odd way, Judaism, because again, uh, Adam Sandler, like I mentioned before, uh, brings Judaism into this. A lot of scenes, a lot of scenes where uh, they show off the religion, I guess you could say. So with that being said, that's my Uncut Gems review. Again, go see it in theaters. It's out now. It's been out since Christmas. Adam Sandler, Oscar-worthy performance, performance of a lifetime for the comedian Adam Sandler. I'm so boned. I forgot to get my girl tickets for the show tomorrow, and now it's sold out. It's her freaking birthday. Oh, dude. She's totally gonna break up with you. She's definitely gonna break up with me. Should've used TickPick. Wait, what'd you say? TickPick. Look. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
there are no hidden fees. What'd you guys think I said? Oh, tick pick. I thought you said tick pick. No hidden fees. Download today. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.